In real estate, they say it's not about what you know, but who you know. And in this Proximity Podcast, we have a no BS approach. We are bringing you industry leaders with real solutions and real actionable items you can implement for your real estate business. Grab a pen and paper and listen in while we get up close and personal with some of the best in the biz. We're here for another episode of the Proximity Podcast. Here we go. We're here today. Uh, going live. We're doing something a little bit different. So if you're listening to this on uh, any on on iTunes or whatever, like podcasts you're listening to later, uh, come check out the Agent Talk Facebook group because we're going to be doing some of these live uh, inside here. And we're excited to be doing it because we want to interact with you. We want to get to know you. So uh, instructions, if you're watching this right now inside the group, make sure you go in there and uh, follow the instructions because we want to hear from you as we're having these dialogues and these conversations uh, chime in and, uh, we'll get you, we'll get you interacting here today. So we're excited to have you. Thanks for watching. I see a couple people already popping on and, uh, let's get going. Jake, you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right. I'll turn off the daydream music that's in the background (laughs) and, uh, we're going to jump in to a topic today. And I think it's a big one. I think it's a big one because I've been hearing a lot about this, but we're going to be talking about questions to ask to get homeowners to move now right now, right? Buyers, sellers, that's what we're going to be talking about. Okay. I'm here for it. So if you have questions and you're listening, you're watching this live in the agent talk group right now, please chime in. We'd love to hear from you uh, and recognize you for your comments and stuff as it's going on. Uh, So today, again, recapping this, uh, we're going to be diving in and, and in this episode, discussing how to get buyers and sellers off the fence by inspecting. Are they in a logical state or an emotional state? Um, are, are, are we, are they understand, or we want to understand where our opportunities lie currently, like looking at all of our pipelines and, uh, how do we build really quick rapport, uh, with that person, uh, telling on myself, I totally spelt that wrong earlier and, uh, uh, having a quick reference set of questions. So what we've done is actually come up with a quick set of questions that you can ask buyers and sellers today to really identify their motivation. And if they are really somebody who's looking to move right now. So any thoughts, Jake, before we get going? Yeah, no, I think just the timing of this, uh, and I know you'll probably share a little bit about your inspiration, um, you know, when we were establishing, what do we want to talk about for this particular episode? And I can tell you, it was actually two days ago, I was talking to a mega agent, and this topic came up that one of their buyer's agents, I think the number was somewhere around 20, they have like 20 legit qualified people in their pipeline, just nobody's moving, nobody's taking action. And so that kind of prompted in addition to what I'm sure you're going to share as well for today's conversation. So looking forward to it. That's exactly right. So uh, yeah. So uh, again, if you're joining in right now on agent talk in the group, uh, make sure you comment below. If you comment, uh, we'll actually see your stuff. So we want to hear from you. If you have any questions or anything, please drop that in here. So um, all right. Yeah. I I was very similar. I was having a couple conversations this week and uh, talking with uh, one, I was talking with the leader of an organization and I was talking with an agent and uh, very similar to what you just said, you know, multiple people right now having, you know, the one I was talking to, the agent I was talking to had legit like 40, 50 people, um, 40, 50 people right now uh, in their pipeline. And it is, uh, they're not moving. Right. So thanks. I don't know who you are, Facebook user, but they're stoked about this topic. So good. I appreciate you. Um but it was it was interesting because um, we started talking about and diving in. Okay, let's let's identify. Like, are they really a qualified lead? Like, is it really somebody in the pipeline that's um, a buyer or seller that's active? Right. Mm-hmm. 
And so we, we dove in and we started talking about ready, willing, and able buyers. And in the conversation, it came up of like, yeah, they really are like they're, they're ready and they're, they're able, but the question became, are they willing? And, and so, um, as we dove deeper in our conversation, we got into a state of, um, are they, you know, we've, we've been living in a place of, uh, economics, right. And logistics. And I think we may have to go back to what we used to do and maybe get into a state of emotion. Yeah. So, well, you and I've grown up, uh, being taught that in a lot of leadership courses that logic makes people think, but emotion makes people act. And for some it's conditional, you know, we're not here to solve all the world's problems and everybody does have their own unique scenarios that may not allow them to move until X, Y, Z happens. That's not necessarily what we're talking about today is a one size fits all answer, but there are things we can do and conversations that we can have. And for the sake of today, questions that we can ask that will move somebody that maybe is sitting on your pipeline right now from an eight to a nine. And ultimately then from a nine to a 10 and defining what all that means. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm seeing this across the board. It's not a matter of um, ability. It's not a matter of readiness or interest. It's uh, possibly the willing, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that cuts to uh, a lot of emotion, you know, a lot of factors that uh, we hope to uncover today. Yeah. Well, that, that leads me to the, to the point of, of where do we live, right? Like if we're making decisions, right. That logic, emotion, everything else, like where are we, where are we really living right now? It's either in two places, in my opinion, it's either right here, which I'm pointing at my heart if you're listening right now or your head, right? So it's either one of those two places. And so, you know, let's, let's go a little bit deeper. If we're in our head, um, where are we thinking? Like what, what's our, what's our state of being at that time? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think this is where you're going. For me, it, it speaks to economics, like you said. There's a lot on the news, a lot of opinions out there, and we come just kind of paralyzed. It's uh, analysis paralysis sometimes when it's solely based on economics, and a lot of people can just freeze because they want to feel like, well, if I buy now, how do I know I'm going to get a good deal? What if the market crashes? What if, what if, what if? And they just continually try to justify things in their head, logically speaking. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. And I mean, what are the things that that come to that, right? Like we've been living in a world for the last decade of amazing interest rates, right? And buying power has was was has never happened like that before, right? So interest rates were all-time lows, you know, 2 3% and uh it was affordable. Like there was a lot like you could actually afford a decent house and 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 dare I say it, sometimes you're moving up, you know, beyond where you could have even in the early 2000s, right? And some things have changed, right? I mean, things have changed. And I would honestly say, because whenever I got started in real estate in 09, I mean, average interest rates at the time were like mid sixes to sevens. I mean, the first house that I bought, um, I think it was six, seven, five. Like we were at six, seven, five when we bought our first house. And and now that that I would say kind of the rates have normalized a little bit, uh, we've got to go back to that state where we maybe have to start tapping into the emotion side, which is the heart. Yes. So what does that reflect? What is, what is the heart to you, Jake? Yeah, man, it screams the real motivation, which is our job as professionals in the real estate world is to uncover the why, the real motivation, not just take superficial answers like, hey, I'm trying to get a good deal or I got you know a new job. So I can afford to upgrade my lifestyle. Like, no, what's the real reason behind it? And as soon as I can tap into that authentically, 
their motivating factors, that inherently creates the emotion that we seek. There's no script. There's nothing I can say or a home that I can necessarily show unless we dig deep to the root of the real motivation, which in turn creates the emotion. And a lot of things, you know, we, we're students of the game here. It's kind of Tony Robbins when he talks about his, his materials, pain versus pleasure. So many people are actually more motivated by the fear of loss or things like the pain. That's what drives them is away from the fear of pain than moving towards pleasure. As, as weird as that may sound, if you think right now in areas of your life of what's actually driving you and motivating you to do things, oftentimes if you really go there, it's moving away from pain more than it's actually moving towards pleasure. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Well, um, you know, if, if you're tuning in right now, if you're catching this, like we're, we're diving into head and heart and really looking at logistics versus emotion um, and, and where people are living right now in our pipelines and how do we go about moving them uh, forward to make some decisions. And uh, what you just said, Jake, was really uh, it's really important because uh, as as we dive in, I think it's also important for us to know how do we identify this in future clients, like or in our pipeline. How do we know how to tap in to that emotion? Yeah. So for me, I mean, anytime uh, if you're out there and you're anything like us, if I'll give you an example, anytime I talk about my family, right, I get emotional. Mm -hmm. I love my family. We all love our family. I hope. Right. Yeah. So those are things that are emotional, and this makes me think of a script that we have in our. Uh, locker room scripts simplified booklet that's 35 pages of nothing but scripts and objection handlers and situations for agents and it's a free download you can get it right off of our website by the way um and so one of the scripts in there after we get past the the hello how are you's what's new in your worlds is saying hey look nathan you know how how am i i'm doing great in fact i'm doing so great that i just um revisited my goals for this year and once you know, my goal this year is to help 25 families upgrade their lifestyle. And I realize that I, I can't do this alone. I really depend on the referrals and networking through my friends and family members to help me achieve that goal. Because again, I, there's no there's no way I can do this alone. So it would sure mean a lot to me, Nathan, that if you ever came across somebody looking to buy, sell, invest in, in real estate, that you would refer them my way. Could, could I count on you for that? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And Nathan says, yes. Absolutely. All right, great. And now here's the kicker, agents. Here's the transition. You're not done yet for the script. So I'm going to teach him now what to look for. So Nathan, I know you don't wake up every day like I do looking for somebody looking to buy, sell, invest in real estate. I get it. But just real quick, here's some of the triggers that might be signs that somebody has an upcoming real estate need that I can help them with. For example, most people move because of life events like they just got married. They just had a baby, maybe even a work promotion, right? So right now, Nathan, do you know anybody who just got married or had a baby? Uh, I don't actually right off the top of my head. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever. So stop script for a second. What I just did is I didn't just end it with, Hey, Nathan, it's Jake, your buddy, the real estate guy. Look, who do you know looking to buy, sell, invest in real estate? Can't think of anybody right now. Okay. I'll call you again in 30 days and ask again, click. Oh. That's what most agents do. And I'm kind of being, you know, a little funny about it, but it's 
relatively well, true. It's true. And you never want to be that person when some when you walk into a room, everybody goes, oh, no, you know, and turn the other way. And that's exactly. what th that script that you just read off. That's how it made me feel. So exactly. But by extending it just a little bit further, what I actually just did, whether he, he still answered, I can't think of anybody. Fine. It is what it is. But I just planted in his mind using the reticular activating system to look for and pay attention to people that he knows or as he's scrolling through social media that just had a baby, just got married, just had a work promotion. All of these life events that speaks to the heart, the motivation as to why somebody might have an upcoming change when it comes to buying, selling or whatever in real estate. Mm -hmm. So at a minimum. I have taught this person what to look for and what to pay attention to. So now when they're scrolling tonight, don't be surprised tomorrow if Nathan texts me and say, Jake, you're not going to believe this. When Remember when we talked and you said that look for people who have a baby? I just found three people as I'm scrolling through Facebook who just had a baby. Oh my gosh. It's always been there. He just never saw it before. Mm -hmm. And now he may be able to connect me with those people, yada, yada, yada. So that's how a lot of it works organically. And I think it's it's questions like that that speak to the heart and the real motivation, not just, hey, I'm looking to get a good deal over here. Well, I like what you just said. I love that script. I mean, and, and go get the script booklet. If you haven't already, go go get it. I know when you join the group, you probably got a link for that. So um, go download it. Go back in your messengers and stuff. You'll see it there. If not, go to the website and you can get it there. However, um, I just, I just thought of something with this, like you, you've just planted a seed in that potential. So like your inner sphere, your core, right. That, like you're walking billboards. Right. Yes. But what I think you, you just did also is helped us identify, like if I were to go in my pipeline right now, like if I pulled up my pipeline of, or, you know, you were mentioning a, an agent on a team earlier and, and, you know, say there's 20 people, you just gave us an activity for us to go through and do today with that pipeline. Like, can you go through those 20 people today, whoever's in your pipeline right now and go, what are those qualifying? What are those emotional events that maybe they have posted about, right? Getting engaged, baby, like new job, whatever it might be to spark a conversation, to get into starting to build rapport with them again. Right. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. There's something that's going on probably in their world, especially people in this market. They're not, there's not as many looky loos right now. And that, that that's a good thing. So anybody who's reached out to you by default should be get granted, you know, the assumption that they're ready, willing, and able. Now, my job is to fact check whether that's true or not, but under the assumption that it is true, I got to get to the motivating factors. I can, I can social media stalk them or whatever I need to do, or ask some of the questions we're going to give today that helps you uncover the motivation. So it, when they meet resistance or they slow down and you can kind of see them go back into logic at least now I've got something that I can continue to circle back to, to advance their agenda, not mine, but their agenda forward. Because this is scary territory. They're turning on the news at night. And if we don't find out the motivation and repeatedly remind them of what they said to us as the reason for moving or buying or whatever, it, it goes back into that paralysis kind of mode. And, and that's where a lot of people stall out. Yeah. Well, at the time of this recording, actually, right now, if you're catching this later, um, we're actually in the process of, of fixing up a house right now and we're going to be selling it and stuff. And I was talking with somebody um, and, you know, he calls me so excited. He's always wanted to own a home and all this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, got some unfortunate news with the mortgage and that kind of stuff and and didn't quite qualify for for the home. But, you know, 
he immediately went back into that logic state. Like, and I heard the conversation go back to like, well, I'm going to go back to, um, I'm going to go back to my current situation and I'm going to keep living here, even though I really don't want to, it's not my, my, my goal is to go do this. And I think it's easy and natural for people to do that. And I think with these questions that we're going to come up with here in just a second, um, I think this is actually a good thing and we can help people really tap into that, that dream again, right. That dream of actually, um, uh, not being a prisoner anymore in the home or the situation they're in and, and really help them cover and in, in, in crossing that bridge to get to where they really want to be. Yeah. So I think it's good. It's, it's a fresh perspective. One of the greatest yeah. gifts we can give people is, is the, um, the ability to think. Mm-hmm. And our job is not to push them or close them or anything like that. My goodness. It's to open up a relationship. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways to open up a relationship is through the form of asking questions And listening and really listening, like not listening to respond, but listening to understand and knowing it's their agenda. I'm just the advisor. I'm the tour guide to help them go from where they are to where it is they told me they desire to be. Mm -hmm. And that includes potentially reminding them along the way, the things they shared and the reasons why this was so important to them in the first place. And if anything changed, cool, I'll change with it. But until then, our job is to sometimes nudge them or remind them of the things, as I keep saying, that they shared once upon a time because it's quickly forgotten. And it's sometimes it's our job to be that dream manager and preserve what they said in a moment of peak emotion, you know, when they shared it with you. Yeah, there's a, well, I, you know, one of the, the way I used to do it, I was always the dream person, right? Like yeah. I love doing like working with buyers and sellers and stuff and like doing this whole dream exercise and stuff that we have in the university, but like. I just love doing that because it got them in that emotional state ready to make that move. And I could always refer back to it later. So, yeah. Um, all right. So I, I want to, I want to go to a place of, of building rapport before we get into the questions. Cause I, I really want to end with the questions and, and, and go through them, but I want to talk about building rapport just a little bit and how can we do that um, very quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and be very intentional about this because people can smell, uh, commission breath a mile away, right? People can smell, right? And, and just feel that if you're desperate, yeah, right? If you're, uh, if you're desperate for a commission, they can, they can hear it. They can hear the desperation in your voice. And, and so let's talk about building rapport a little bit. Um, I'll kick it off and I'll just say this. Uh, it's, it's back here on my wall. It's everywhere. You know, it's be, be yourself. Um, I think that's the first place to start is really be yourself and don't try to be somebody else, right? There's, There's so many different ways to build and do real estate. Um, You don't have to be the exact copy of somebody else because if you do, more than likely you're going to end up failing. And so be yourself. And if you don't have all the answers, that's okay, right? People around you have the answers. So Exactly. This makes me think too when it comes to how do I build rapport quickly? Um, Our mutual friend, his name is Mark. Um, This is where I learned it from. He said something to the effect of our job is not to be the most interesting person in the room. Mm -hmm. Our job is to be the most interested person in the room. So let me say that again. It's not about being the most interesting. Look at me, look at me. I'm, you know, interesting. It's to be the most interested and to be the most interested and demonstrate and exhibit that, that level of curiosity. Again, I have to ask questions. So to me, when it comes to how do I build rapport quickly? How do I create trust with somebody quickly? 
I take uh, a genuine interest in them by asking questions. And then I actually sit back and listen and I seek first to understand, not seek first to say, okay, while they're talking, what am I going to say or ask next? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is what so many of us do. Yeah. But I know well, you've got other items as well. Well, I, I mean, that leads me to the next point, which is listen, right? You've got to listen and you've got to actively listen. Right. And what you just said, don't be thinking about the next question to, to ask, be thinking about what they're saying, like really lean into them. I know, um, this is one thing that's really important to me. Anytime I'm in a conversation, my phone's not like my phone is down. I am engaged 100% with that person because if I don't, I'm going to miss something because I'm guilty of my mind moving at hundred miles an hour. So I have to work at this and actually be very intentional being, I am present in the moment. And yet that is the greatest gift I think that we can give to the person on the other side of the conversation. Yeah. So no, I can feel it. And, you know, as coaches, we go through a lot of training about this stuff, Nathan, but it, 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 it doesn't matter if you're a coach or if you're a real estate agent or a broker, it doesn't matter that we, we, we kind of govern by several principles. One thing that stood out to me back in the day when I was a new coach, my coach at the time said, Jake, what's your question to statement ratio? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? What is my question to statement ratio? What she was essentially getting at is I was talking too much. And I wasn't asking enough questions. My question, if you believe in the 80-20 principle, maybe 80% of the time I should actually just be zipped listening. And 20% of the time I'm talking. And if I'm talking, it probably means I'm asking a question to get back into the 80%. Because what do, what do we teach, Nathan? The person who's asking the most questions is what? In control. They're in control of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And most people stop there. But think about the other side. So if the person who's asking the most questions is in control, then what does that mean for the other person? Well, what that means is the person who's doing the most talking is doing the most bonding. Isn't that what we want? Isn't bonding another form of saying I'm building rapport? Mm -hmm. It's right there in front of us. Exactly. Exactly. So make sure like you focus on them. Like you got to focus on the person that's in front of you. Be present with them. Um, again, you don't have to have all the answers. I'm just reading off some of the things that I wrote down here, um, listening and ask great questions that you just talk about. I mean, everything that we just went through in this brief couple minutes, um, it sounds like it's just be a real human being, focus on the other person, listen and ask great questions. If I could sum that up. It is. You nailed it. And we're going to give some of these questions here in just a second. I just want to make a statement that when, what you just said triggered something for me. So many agents, and of course, it's I'm, I'm not looking at anybody because I can't see most of you, but let's be honest. Come on. When you when I say the word script, what do you feel? You need to work on scripts. What is your immediate reaction, agents? Yeah, I don't need you even to answer that. I know for most of you what you're thinking right now. Listen to me. Some of the best, if not the best scripts are actually questions. Nobody said a script is a statement, a manipulative, here's what you need to do, and I'm slick with it, so voila. No, nobody made the rules. A script can absolutely be a question, okay? So if you can internalize the questions that that help people get into a state of emotion and therefore move, okay, then I've done my job. I just listen and I can listen in, intently to what they're saying and or what they're not saying versus worried about what I'm what's supposed to come out of my mouth next. It allows mm-hmm. me to be more present, I think, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, none of us want to sound like a robot, right? None of us want to sound like a robot. And 
So when you show a genuine interest and actually ask questions and genuinely care, it doesn't come off that way. It doesn't come up, come across that way. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Like, I don't know who's listening. I know there's a couple of people that's been popping on here. So the best way to overcome an objection is by asking another question. There you go. Thank you. Yes. All right. Um, so let's jump into this, Jake. I know we've talked, a, we've talked a little bit about uh, heart and emotion, logic, and we've talked about how to build rapport really quickly. And I know everybody's here or listening in the future and they want to know what are the questions? Like if I could just ask a few questions to get and know really analyzing my pipeline today of who is really the motivated that can move. Right. So uh, again, we put together these, we think these are really good questions to be able to, to ask. Um, so let's dive into it. All right. Sure. So possible questions that we can ask, you know, generally we probably say something like uh, if I'm just starting a conversation with him, like, Hey, tell me about yourself. Right. I don't think that goes deep enough though. I don't think it goes deep enough. I think we got to get a little more uh, what, what crunchy, right? So how would we get that crunchier? Well, we can just take turns here. So I think one of them is, yeah, after the pleasantries of tell me about yourself, what's your story? Like, assuming you don't already know the person, mm -hmm. specific to real estate, one would start with, what are your real estate related goals? Mm -hmm. And let me give you one more kind of in addition to that. What role do you see real estate ownership playing in your overall wealth building goals. Yeah. Different way of saying it. Cause instead of me asking, Hey, when do you think you're going to want to buy or sell your next home? It, it, we got to be better. We have to ask better questions than things just like that. So again, what are your real estate related goals? Very open-ended. They could say it's to buy another home in nine years. Okay, cool. Nine years. Got it. Mm -hmm. Or what role do you see real estate ownership playing in your overall wealth building goals? Yeah. Well, and I, I like this question too. So going on to another question is going to be like um, getting them into a state of emotion, right? Challenging, are they in logic or emotion? And this is where I like to go, like asking him questions that have like the word feel in it. Um, so like one of the ones that I have written down here is if you had a, a, a paintbrush, a magical paintbrush right now, um, can you help paint me a picture as to what is the most important to you regarding whether you're depending on the person buying or selling right now. So why is it important? Like that's, that's where I would go probably next after that initial conversation as well. So, Perfect. and then follow it up. I probably follow it up with why is that important? Why is that? And then whatever they stated, why is that important to you? So that's where I'd go next. Yes. Uh, we learned from coach kit co-founder of the coach kit. leadership <laughs> leadership and coaching Academy of the locker room. She says to go seven layers deep. So what Nathan just did there, just a little coaching real quick, is he asked, "What a, paint me that picture and what about what's most important to you. But he didn't stop there. He went another level and said, okay, so what about that is important to you? And if I was truly following it, I might ask that same question. What about that is important to you? And then what about that is important to you? Like we got to go maybe five, six, seven layers deep to hit that nerve of like, there it is. Mm -hmm. There's the emotion. There's the real motivation. And, and you, you'll know when you get there, you'll know when you get there. Cause they'll like their physical body will change or they'll move or they'll mm -hmm. get like antsy or something like that. Or you'll actually physically see tears and emotion and stuff when you find, when you get to that point. That's right. So I'll, I'll do the next one, Nathan. Okay. Um, so again, we're trying to ping pong people who might be in a state of logic 
and yet their goals and the things they've shared with you require them to move and advance and get possibly into emotion. So you could ask something like, in what ways will the quality of your life improve when you achieve this mm-hmm. said goal? In what ways will the quality of your life improve when you achieve this blank goal? What am I doing there? I'm future pacing. I'm getting them out of the now focused on that interest rate or whatever the situation is. And I'm putting them in a future state that creates a compelling future, a conviction to yank them forward when their default setting might be holding them back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a good point because if they ever get to that point and you're like, Hey, let's go write this offer. It's the perfect house or yes, this is an amazing offer. We need to accept this. And then their logic brain kicks in. You're like, but wait, you told me this originally. And what you just said, pull them forward back to their goal. And then we have to be that, you know, dream manager to, to keep them moving. And that's what that question actually does. So, um, all right. So, uh, how will you feel when you get there? Right. How will you feel when you get there? That's a, that's a big one, right? That's a big one. So how quickly does this need to happen? Right. Um, I think that's another great question that we can dive into is, is this is going to judge their timeline. Right. You're going to be able to judge their timeline based on this. And is it an immediate thing? Right. Especially if someone's changing jobs, maybe it's a school like, you know, you don't want to move while school's just starting and we want to be in before school starts. Right. Or maybe it's a job thing or maybe it's a um, a relocation or maybe it's a family thing. Right. Like elderly parents or something, you know, someone's moving in that they weren't expecting new babies, whatever. So being uh, aware of their timeline, that's what that particular question asks. Yeah. And that's an anchor to any true goal. I have to timestamp it. So once you've asked something like not only, Hey, how's that, how are you going to feel when you reach that future pace, uh, you know, moment, the thing that you envision. And like Nathan said, how quickly does this need to happen? What I would ask next to kind of push on that pain pleasure thing. Cause remember most people go away from pain more as a motivator than going towards pleasure, believe it or not. And so I would ask, well, what is at stake if you don't achieve this within said desired time frame, Yeah. Because yeah. there's a switch cost. Something, something is at stake. If you said, well, I need to do it by August because I have to get my, we have to be settled to get my kids in this new school system. Okay. And if I leave it there, not bad, but I'm going to go one level deep and I'm going to say, okay, so what's at stake if we don't close on a home by August so you can get your kids enrolled in that school? That's kind of digging the knife and it's not manipulation. I'm just doing my job repeating back to them what I heard so they can hear themselves answer that same question. I heard that very objection, that very thing the other day from someone and and, and the, the client, it was even like, yeah, I mean, if we don't move, it means I'm driving an hour each way to drop my kid off because my kid will go to this school because they've been on a waiting list. There you go. So it's like, okay, well, then you got to factor traffic, gas and everything else. And like, okay, like, is that worth it? Like, is it worth paying a little bit more right now and getting out of that logic to spend more quality time right there, you know, at the house. So, um, next question, um, and we'll get through these here. So what challenges or obstacles could show up, uh, that would prevent you from achieving this goal? Okay. Ooh. All right. So what op- it's going to make them think a little bit, like what could get in the way? Well, I mean, it could be anything from vacations. It could be losing a job. It could, you know, they're going to have their own answers. And yet they're going to kind of preemptively tell you like where their, where their mind's at and going, okay, well, do you think you're going to lose your job? You know, or do you think you're going to lose your job in the next 60 days, whatever, you know, 
So uh, that's the next question. And then uh, is there any, uh, number nine is going to be what additional information can I provide uh, that would help you maybe overcome those? What I'm hearing is it kind of flushes out the excuses. And many times, if I don't mean to go all like psychoanalytical on you, but a lot of times excuses are born from an emotion and that emotion is fear or something similar to that, right? Yep. So what we're giving them um, an opportunity to do through this particular series of questioning, like Nathan just said, it's, it's, it's like, let's put it all on the table. Get it out now. What are what's anything that can present itself as an as an obstacle or a challenge that would prevent you from getting closing on a home by August so you can enroll your kids in that new school? I'm just giving them even one more chance to pour it on me. Give me all the excuses now, and then I'm swooping in as the superhero to say, "Okay, got it. Now, what additional information can I provide so that doesn't happen?" That's anchoring my value again. These are very strategic and thoughtful questions, which is why we're taking just a couple seconds to explain the reasoning behind some of them. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, I think the final one, um, and we'll wrap up the questions here is who do you need me to be? Who do you need me to be so that I could add the most value and help navigate these goals with you? Right. If we're going to be the guide in the situation, it's not us, right? We're not the ones making the ultimate decision. We're not the ones paying the mortgage. We're not doing any of that yet. They've brought us into their world to help guide them through this process uh, because it can be scary for a lot of people, especially if they're stuck in a logical state. We are the guide to help move them through the logic into that emotion to make the decision that's going to be the best for them. So. Um, well, hopefully this has helped, right? Like we just rocked through about 10 questions that, that you could add to your pipeline. So hopefully you were taking notes um, specifically on questions on how to get people to move, how to get homeowners to move right now uh, and take them from a logical economical state to an emotional state and remind them why, why they're looking to buy or sell right now and what's important to them and how we can become a part of their journey. And so there's 10 questions, like we just rocked through those. Hopefully those were helpful. Hopefully this was a good episode for you today. I know, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to, to talk about this topic because uh, clearly Jake, I mean, I've had it a couple of times this week. You've had it a couple of times this week already. So yeah, I think, I think it's good. So if uh, you're just if, if you're just tuning in or or you're maybe going like, hey, what were these questions about? We were talking about how to discuss buyers and sellers and getting them off the fence. And so if y'all like this, you know, we were here in the uh, we're here in the group today and uh, making sure that we can answer your questions. All right. So if you need any more, like if you need any more scripts, of course, go to TLRNation.com. You can get the script booklet there. But don't forget, we have a really fun uh, uh, card game. We have a really fun card game and, uh, you can go to agenttalkcardgame.com to pick that up. I actually, Jake, I have one right here. That's about to be dropped in the mail today, uh, going out. So, uh, go, go pick it up. It's, it's really cool. It're different, right? There's not actual scripts. So you like, th there's not actual scripts with this and it's really fun. Like companies all across the, the country right now are doing this in team meetings and other things. So it's a really fun, uh, really fun game to play, whether you're, you know, at an open house by yourself going through it, or maybe in your next team meeting or something like that, if you're a broker owner or leader. So uh, that's what we have for today. I appreciate you, uh, Jake, diving into this topic. I know it's, uh, it's good and hopefully it resonates with everybody out there. So uh, this has been another episode of the Proximity Podcast. We appreciate you and tune in to the next episode. We'll catch y'all later. Thanks for listening to the Proximity Podcast. 
We hope you'll implement the real solutions and real action items into your real estate business. Be sure and subscribe to get updates on new episodes and join us on Facebook where industry professionals go to collaborate. Don't forget to hit us with your feedback and likes. We'd love to hear from our raving fans. Until next time.